Making their way out of camp and continuing through the maze, the WCC were surprised to encounter at their next turn another Malrin. Uh, upon seeing himself, the new Malrin exploded in a puff of purple smoke. They spoke for a while away from Malrin. He seemed real enough, but they were not sure what the other was. It wasn't quite a spell. It was more like a celestial power. Deciding to keep an eye on him, they continued their path through the labyrinth, fighting off some minotaurs and Kormith and Yeevan getting tricked by a false exit before they discovered... Yet another Malrin. This time, the one they had traveled with quivered, but the parafat glowed and he remained by their side. After some investigation, Grana realized that the other Malrin was a projection of some kind with an astral essence. Touching the one they had been with felt odd, but he was solid. The other disappeared in a puff of purple smoke. Uncertain where they could find the real Marlin, they continued into the maze. This time, he spoke up. He offered them some help, and they came across a cyclops whom Koromith greeted. Though it was awkward at first, Koromith asked the giant where they could find the exit, implying that if they were to race there, uh, where would they go? The cyclops laughed and insisted that he would win, so the two competed in a thigh-flexing competition, with Koromith outshining the cyclops' 22 with his own 23. The giant <laughs> agreed that if Koromith told him his workout plan, he would tell him where to find the exit. After a thorough description, the Cyclops pointed them towards the exit just down the hall. As they approached, they dodged the last mushroom and found themselves at an arch that led into a large circular room. The three of you enter this area and you see it's got uh, a little bit of this glowing light, but the main thing that draws your attention first is that this area is uh, not made up of this same sort of mushroom-like growth that you've seen everywhere that sort of the walls and ceilings seem to uh be in part made out of, but they are these enormous sort of limbs uh, of, of trees, like a vast branch system uh, or a series of roots that wind together to make this round vicinity. And on the far end of this area, you see this sort of mound. It's dark in shape. You can't really make out a lot of details. Are, are the three of you entering the room? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the, the three, the three of you enter and as you're looking at this mound, you see that, uh, at the top in the center of it is, uh, the torso of some sort of distorted being. Uh, and as you walk in, you see it start to move and it looks at you and it's got this, this pale skin and this sort of black look all over it uh and she says well hello <laughs> been a while since i've had visitors uh yeah hello lovely to uh to make your acquaintance i suppose uh we're looking for the way out do you uh happen to know where that might be <laughs> mm, yes <laughs> You've made your way through the labyrinth to get to the exit from the Underdark, is that right? Yep. Dude, I'm just really thinking Evans like, no, we're looking for the way out bar. You know, the way out of our marriages. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where do I find the divorce paperwork? <laughs> oh, that's over there in column B. Uh, no. Um, do you have any absinthe laying around? Even roll a history check with advantage. A history check with advantage. All right. And all right. All right. Well, I got a, I got a 15. Okay. This, this creature is, is talking to you. Uh, it's sort of eyeing you up and down. It's wearing this almost uh, sort of corset that's been busted open with some of the, the ook that's coming from this thing's head. But as you look at this face, it's one that you have seen many times before, and maybe even the other two uh, likely have as well, stamped on coins and on decrees and proclamations that there's the Empress. Uh, what? Okay, okay. Yeven has another mental break. <laughs> um, Even snap I, out of it. <laughs> I'm assuming I probably would have definitely noticed that this is the Empress, given that I fought for the Empress. Uh, you fought after the Empress to restore order after she fell, but go ahead and oh, roll a, a history gotcha. check as well. All right. Um, That's going to be an 11 plus oh. zero in 11. Yeah, you know what? I mean, the Empress was a pretty big figure. You probably have a vague recollection, although it's hard to recognize her in uh, this state. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, all right. So even doesn't have another mental break. I rolled a wisdom save to see whether or not even could process this information, and I got a nat 20. So even <laughs> uh, is... Confused, but honestly, I guess not too surprised at this point. He's already pretty broken. Um, <laughs> I think Even's just gonna kind of mouth a gape and then kind of get him get himself together and say, "Uh, you are, or maybe were, the Empress of of Drim." Uh, she sort of like writes herself as much as the upper half of a torso can uh, and she goes yes I suspect you recognize my magnificence even if I have been down here quite some time and I may have changed a bit in that time but I am still the empress uh Cormeath is gonna drop to one knee <laughs> okay she says Good to see that there are still some loyal to what is proper in our world. Does, and forgive me for asking, does the name Shuathod mean anything to you? Yes, that bastard. Oh, so he wronged you too? <laughs> How do you think I ended up in the Underdark? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, I actually probably had a hand in how you ended up down here. Uh, but Yo, maybe not what you want to lead with, bro. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, might be. Like, <laughs> oh, but now I'm down here too. Um, and even, I'm... <laughs> okay. uh, as a note, you would not have had anything to do with her getting pushed into the Underdark. Uh, okay. You, uh, uh, up until this, this point, Just... the three of you uh, have thought that the Empress was just murdered. Okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Context. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I... So I guess that didn't come out of my mouth then. Because yes. there's... Yeah. Thank so God. I guess instead, instead of that, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably say something along the lines of, 
you know, Kelroth Shuathod is the reason we're all down here. And I have something of a personal vendetta I'd like to enact against him. Um, so if you know how to get out of here, yes. I'm looking to kill that that slimy that, bastard. That some bitch. <laughs> well, that's excellent news. It's not too often you run into allies in this place down here. No, no, no. It's... It's different down here. I don't know if you've heard it, but things are different here. I would be happy to help you out here as long as you uh, visit with me a moment and tell me about what's been going on above the ground. Um, I want to, so, so yeah, Cormie took a knee, but of course I'm gonna be looking at her. Yeah. Um, I want to roll a um oh hang on one moment uh i want to roll a detect magic and okay. see if like anything stands out to me you know because because yeah like i fought for her after she fell like this is i'm gonna be like intensely studying her um so yeah i want to i want to uh roll a detect magic um and that is see here that's my constitution is my spell casting ability so that's a 14 uh a plus two so i'm gonna that's a two uh, two plus two <laughs> is five, um, and so I'm gonna have a five. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you you really don't notice anything glow. I mean, like I said, there's a couple of like uh, lights in here, but you don't notice anything in particular. Damn it. Um, are you gonna stay on your knee, or are you gonna? Uh, she says you may rise. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna. Yep, stand up. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Empress. I. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Uh, she uh, she gestures for you to come a little bit closer and says, You mentioned Shuathad, the lover of the Induithir, the wannabe. What do you know of him? I'd like to do a couple of things. Okay. So I'd like to uh, roll something to see whether or not something about her like black ichor demeanor and the heart that I saw in my dream is connected. All right, let me think. I don't know if that would be insight or like intelligence. Dude, I don't know what it is, but I like where you're going today. Roll a religion check. A religion check? Yeah. Uh, okay. I got a 15 plus four is 19. All right. Yeven put a couple of threads together. Uh, you remember this dream that Thrazadun sent you that the, uh, the Underdark is sick and it's not the way that it has been. Uh, and you've seen a couple of creatures that look a little bit more distorted, a little bit more aggressive than they usually would. I mean, you know, the Underdark is not exactly like a, a super cheerful place, but you've seen this drain on the residents. Uh, and you've noticed that things that are farther out just become more and more corrupted. And it seems like this empress has been down here a long time. Uh, you sort of look, uh, her body is connected to this mass. You guess that she has been down here. I mean, the empress fell like 20 years ago. <laughs> you suspect that this is like the corruption that some other deontological effect is having. I don't know if that's a word, but it sounded cool. 
Yeah, and it yeah, also yeah. definitely made sense. Yep. So I get so just to uh, summarize in my own words, I'm getting the impression that maybe not necessarily that this isn't like an effect that the heart is having, uh, but more of an impression that like she is being influenced by something which may or may not also be influencing the rest of the Underdark. Um, no, uh, tie those two together. The heart is the part of the deity that's corrupting the things down here. Right, okay. So this effect that's on her is a direct correlation with the heart. So she, so she has effectively just also been corrupted by the heart. Right, like y'all have so been getting- So she is not the heart. She is not the heart, no. no. Yeah. You you do not hear the heartbeat in here. Oh, interesting. Um, but like, uh, yeah, you sort of put together, uh, when you get hit by these mushrooms, like you you sort of have that moment where you just sort of like, blah, blah. with enough exposure to that kind of thing, you could probably get pretty fucked up. I see. Uh, but at this point, she, she says, perhaps we can- arrange an exchange. You tell me a little bit about what's going on up there, and I'll tell you more about who threw you down here. Oh, sick. So you just want to hear, like, the news of Drim? Well, okay. I have some specific questions. Okay. Fire away. Yo, I'm looking at Grana's picture, and I just love thinking of her being like, oh, sick! <laughs> 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 I mean, she's a she's a chill woman. What do you want? Yeah, um, <laughs> I carry Werther's originals around. What do you want from me? Uh, she she says, uh, please. the The Empress never speaks first. After you, you want us to ask a question, or yep. Okay. Um, I want to know: Are we in the Lightning Tree right now? That's a curious question. Not a lot of people are familiar with those terms. No, no. You are not in the lightning tree, but also you are. It's difficult to explain. You see, the lightning tree touches and is all places, but it is also a location unto itself. So you are a part of the lightning tree and Based on the smell of death and the smell of singe on you, I'd say a few folks have already told you that you have been touched by it. But you are not at the lightning tree. But we're part of the lightning tree? Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, so that was in character. Like, the, does that make sense? Like, uh, so basically, it, it's kind of like if you were trying to reach, like, the atmosphere or, like, Earth's like general orbit, but you were on Earth. Like you're at Earth, but if you wanted to get to like space Earth, you'd have to be outside of it. Yep, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just like mm -hmm. one layer up from what y'all are at right now. All right. So she, now she asks you a question and she says, When Shuithad pushed you into the Underdark, what door did he use? I. Uh... Shit, I uh, can't remember. <laughs> we were we were in uh the mountains 
specifically, ah, shoot. Specifically, we were going to uh, the hall of the uh, of the dwarf king, and to upon prevent, uh, to prevent an assassination. But yes, <laughs> if only somebody had paid me that much mind. She looks at Yeven. That's rough. Yeven <laughs> uh, shrugs. <laughs> uh, she gestures to the group of you. Uh, I think, let's see. I have a question. You called, uh, you called Kelroth the wannabe. And... You mentioned that he was lover of the Induathir. Can you clarify what you meant by that? (laughs) I thought you said you knew him. I knew who he pretended to be to me. I can't say that I was not in the same trap you were. What do you know of the Induathir? Very little. Uh, we know that they are uh, spies for uh, Dakro Khan. Uh, when you say Dakro Khan, she, she smiles black, slimy teeth. Hmm. Looks like that name means something to you as well. Well. It's not very often people come to visit, let alone come to visit and mention the Lightning Tree or Dakrokan. Tell me, are you nobility where you come from now? Where I come from now? No. I did spend some time among the nobles in my uh, earlier days before the fall, but... The fall? uh, yeah, collectively, that's what we call the period of time around where you disappeared. It's called the fall. Um, but I am not noble as far as I know, nor do I believe that I have noble blood. There was a second question in there before. Okay, but I've lost track of it, <laughs> frankly. Anyway, the Shuathad uh, and the Induithir. <laughs> The Induithir are the shape-shifting spies of Dakro Khan, and Shuithad is not one of them. But he so desperately wants to be. That, that is a weakness of his. That is something I wish I could have crushed him with before he threw me down here. But alas, now I sit here in my cave, waiting, wanting... Wondering, is he still alive, you say? What, where did you last see him? Um, pushing even down the rabbit hole that got us here, and Cormeth and I jumped in after him. (laughs) A brave group. Well, I'm certainly not surprised. Those with the singe are typically special. And do you want to know a secret? Always. Uh, she leans in close to you. She sort of like makes a squishing sound as she does. Uh, and she goes, Those who are touched by the lightning tree taste 
the best. Make a wisdom saving throw, everyone. Um, all right. No. Uh, am I being charmed? Nope. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> am I being frightened? Uh, nope. Five. I got a 10. 14. So uh, while you've been talking, there's sort of been some very basic movement around uh, all of you. Just sort of like the the scrawl of, of slimy creatures uh, that, you know, uh, you, you've sort of come to ignore at this point uh, in the Underdark. And uh, as she says this, you realize that these black tentacles have made their way towards you and have wrapped around your legs and around your torsos. Uh, each of you is currently grappled. God damn it. Uh, we trusted yeah, you. Bring it. <laughs> bring well, it. I don't know if I'd say we trusted you, but... Uh, so first, she's going to say... Um, so that wasn't much of a secret. Thanks a lot. <laughs> she starts sort of like pulling you in and says, When you've been here as long as I have, you would understand, but I'm afraid there is uh, no finding out for you. And then she goes, My, my, I wasn't expecting to see you again. Uh, and the group of you sort of twists and see... Uh, Malrin, who's sort of been shying back in the doorway. Yeah. And he looks very pale, uh, and he says, Empress. Uh, and he walks forward into this room some, and he, uh, he looks really pale, and he pauses. Uh, the three of you roll a perception check. God bless Jesus. Uh, one, uh, 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 dirty one. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I got a 17. Okay. I got an 8. 8. Grana, um, as the Empress is pulling you in, she's sort of churning towards you all uh, as well. Um, and as this churn sort of picks up, you see underneath her are just piles of skeletons. Uh, and one of these skeletons has dark hair, and is wearing the same clothes as Malrin. Oh, uh, this one. Wait, wait, yeah, this a, one skeleton, was... a skeleton with dark hair or like a person with dark hair? A skeleton, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, th this Malrin was weird. Like, it was like jelly-like when you touched uh, him. Like, I, I had my fucking, yep, I had my, my worries. Cormith uh, and even you... You are just sort of getting pulled in. You don't notice this. But Grana, it feels like time slows down a tick as Malrin reaches up and he touches your arm. And he says, Oh, I I remember now, Grana, why why I left home. I found out I found out something really bad. What? A curse. A curse on our mother and our on our house. And I was I was so angry, Grana. I left and I did I did bad things. I went to go help the Empress, and she did some some terrible things even before she looked like this, and I got thrown down here with her. <laughs> My last moments were down here, and I remember as I was dying that I just wish I could have been more like Elris. He was always smart and good and knew what to do, <laughs> unlike me, and I... I wished it so hard that I, I sent myself out into the labyrinth when I died, but I, I was so lost and so confused. But then, 
this one that you found, I, I'm more like Elrys because I, I wanted to be like him. Because that's what I wished. And you found me, Grana. Thank you. I, I just hope it's not too late for me to do one good thing. And he squeezes your arm and you feel him. Like he's not that sort of weird jelly. He's really there. And then in a puff of smoke, he's gone. And there's a moment where time goes back to normal and the three of you see the skeleton underneath the Empress explode in a giant fireball as she takes. Oh, that sounded like a lot of dice. Oh, that's a lot more dice. <laughs> as she takes 74 points of damage. Oh my and God. the tendrils that were holding you once are, are burned away. Everybody roll initiative. Shit. Holy shit. Let's see. I have a 21. My brother! I got a 12. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, Cormeth, you're up first. Oop, and I'll. Okay. Um, I fought for you and you treat me like this? She's Why? screaming in pain. <laughs> okay. She's still on fire a little bit, but, uh, yeah. I mean, very, very good point. Like, Please continue. Uh, that's all I had. I'm going, I'm going to enter a rage. Um, let's see. Wild surge gives me two. I can teleport up to 30 feet into an unoccupied space. Hell yeah. Very um, nice. So what I'm going to do. Uh, oh, shit. Like, what would Cormie do here? Let me think about that for a moment. Because, like, attacking is, like, the easy route to go. But that's not what Cormie would necessarily do. Like, there's this weird... Uh, dichotomy, like this is the empress that Cormie served, but then at the same time, um, you know, it things seem like they're going sour down here. Yeah, she did just yeah. grapple us. And exactly. Made us. Why so. don't you make an intelligence throw? Oh well, that's not a strong suit. I know. Um, three. <laughs> three. It's definitely not a strong suit. <laughs> Cormie, to you, this isn't even the empress. This this thing must be lying. Oh, okay. Then I've got no problem attacking. Uh, uh, I've got no problem attacking a doppelganger. Why are you trying to in impersonate the Empress? And I'm gonna run in there. Uh, that's all I know how to do. So I am actually going to run up behind the Empress. Make a Wisdom saving throw. All right. God, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, two. Okay, Coramith, you have confusion. Um. Fuck so, uh, luckily none of your friends are nearby uh so you're still gonna hit the uh you'll you'll roll a d4 if you get a, a one or a three you'll hit the empress uh if you no actually you know what uh you don't have to do that because there's nobody else around um but you'll you'll still roll with disadvantage on this first attack the second attack uh, all right um okay fuck my life all right let me think about this for a moment. I threw that d20 away because I'm tired of rolling under six. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say, dog, if you have it. another d20, you should definitely break it out. I've been swapping them both. Oh, no. Every bad roll, I swap it. Oh, we got oh. to get you new dice, my friend. Man. Maybe. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I'm I, uh, just going to – I'm going to go in there with Morning Cutter. Uh, disadvantage. So that's going to be a 12 or – uh, 26, so a 12. Afraid not, my friend. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, 
Hmm, let me think about this one. Okay, um... Oh! Actually, I forgot. That was a wisdom saving throw and I had already been raging. So I get to pull Arcane Rebuke. Okay. Which is 3d6 force damage. Okay. So that's going to be 5 and 6, 11 force damage. Hey, nice. I remembered. Kind of late, but I remembered. Yeah. Um, okay. It was still gonna, your turn. <laughs> I'm going to attack again. Um, okay. Because I'm just really pissed that somebody would try to pull at my heartstrings for somebody that I fought for who isn't that person. Um, and that is going to be a 22 to hit. Uh, yeah. Am I still rolling with disadvantage? Or was no, it just, just that your, first one? Just your first attack. Okay. Uh, 22 to hit. All right. Uh, so that's going to be a 2d8 plus 5. Where's my other d8? There we go. Um, all right. Uh, oh, uh, so that's going to be 9 and 5 is 14 plus 3 for my rage, 17. 17, right. uh, uh, what is this, slashing damage or piercing damage are we calling this? I think that would be slashing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So 17 slashing damage because I don't know if it's important here. Okay. Um. Great. Are you doing and anything here, else with your turn? Yeah, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm done with my turn. Okay. Grana. Um, I think I want to cast Produce Flame. Okay. At this bitch that's got a range of 30 feet. All right, so that is a 12 to hit. Afraid not, my friend. You put you put some fire on fire. Darn it. Okay. There's like also, detached burning goo everywhere, so it's kind of hard to tell where she begins or ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, Grana, heads up, because, because I have this teleport ability, as a bonus action, I can teleport to you and restore a spell slot. Okay, I'm fine. That was a cantrip, so I'll let you know when I'm low. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I'm saying that so that you like keep that in mind, like on, on like future attacks or whatnot. You know, whatever we have to do. Uh, keep in mind that I can like pretty much instantly redo that. Hopefully, good for me to remember as well. <laughs> okay, Gron, are you doing anything else with your turn? Uh, no, that's all I can do. That's going to be the Empress who is going to uh, whip up three new tentacles and attempt to uh, send one at each of you to hit Yeven is a 17. Uh, Yeah, that ties my armor class, so. Okay. Uh, To hit Grana is an 18. Yep, that'll hit. And to hit Cormie is a 24. Yep. Okay. Uh, You each take... uh, 17 acid damage as these sort of squeeze and burn into you. Ooh, Hang on, okay. Do not have to make wisdom saving throws for these. Okay. Is um, acid the same as poison? No. That's right. now, my friend. Ah, Eat. damn it. Yep. I don't have any resistance to that shit. Uh, and these, these tentacles, uh, after they, like, squeeze you, uh, disintegrate. It's like she's having more trouble holding her form now. Uh, Yeven. So I have, uh, I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. The first is, I have a bolt of slang that is unmarked, but I also have a bolt of slang that's marked as fungus. Do I think that the uh, empress could be interpreted as fungus? That's such a good question. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, mm. Damn, dude, I knew I loved where you were at today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I have some other shit up my sleeve that I'm about to fucking whip out if this doesn't work out because I'm I'm hurting and even does not like that. You know, 
Like, I can't get around this. She would count as a fungus. Hell yeah. Okay. So, I want to see if I can move. Is there anything in here that, like, would qualify as cover? No. There is not. Okay. No, this is just a big open room made of woven roots and has a big slime monster in it. Cool. So, here's what I am going to do. I am going to cast as a bonus action Zephyr Strike. Okay. Uh, So I move like the wind and don't provoke opportunity attacks, but also I can give myself advantage on one weapon attack roll on my turn. Uh, I'm going to cast that. So then I'm going to make an attack with my crossbow using my fungus bolt of slaying. Okay. Don't want it to break again this time? I don't want it to break again this time. And I really, I'm really doing my best to get it to not break this time. So let's see. First is a 19, second is a 15. So 19 to hit. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that hits. Okay. So she's going to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. That's a 21. Uh, She does still take half as much on a failed. Okay. Or on a successful save. And do you do you have the amount that she takes? Uh, half of six d ten. Half of six d ten. Okay. Yeah. So I will roll that first because there's additional damage that I'm gonna do that isn't associated with that. Coming in okay. clutch. Yeah, six d ten is twenty nine damage. So half of that is fourteen. Uh, that would round up to fifteen. Oh, yeah. perfect. So fifteen damage. Uh, and then the weapon itself does uh, 1d8 plus 2 piercing damage. So that's 5 damage. Um, I don't think it would get the bolt difference because this is already... What you're doing is you're firing a bolt. You're not sec- firing a second one into her. The bolt itself does 6d10. Okay, the... Wording that I have written here from when you sent it to me is that they must make a DC 17 constitution saving throw or take an extra 6d10 piercing damage. Oh, no, you know what? You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, so I think that's a total of 20 damage now. I'm going to expend one of my uh, bardic inspirations and do an additional 3d6 for psychic blades. Uh, I rolled pretty poorly on that, so that's only an additional 8 damage. That's 28 damage. Hey, it's something, man. And then... Uh, I don't know how it works, but I'd like to pull out my devil token and just kind of flip it. Are you talking about the favor from death? Nope. I am specifically talking about summoning Desri. Uh, You can't summon Desri from the Underdark. I can't summon... Only calls between Material Plane and Nine Hells. I see that. Oh, shit. Yeah, because otherwise y'all would have just called her right away to get you out of the Underdark. I couldn't have that. I like your thinking, though, dude. You said that. Uh, Okay. Uh, You know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, It glints red for a moment, but it, it doesn't activate, but it glints red. Oh, neat. Okay. Um, and then I don't, I don't, 
So I have two, I have one more thing I want to try before I resort to ending my turn, which is, can I, can I throw something or is that going to take an action? Yeah, if you want to throw something, that's going to be an action, my friend. Okay. Then I think I'm going to wait until I see how the next round plays out before I do anything additionally drastic. Uh, Karmis, uh, roll a d4 and tell me what comes up. All right. Um, four. Four. Okay. Um, you are confused. Uh, you don't hit anything. Go ahead and roll it again for your second hit. All right. Four. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yep. go ahead and make your wisdom saving throw to see if you can become unconfused this round. Uh, that's going to be a 17. Oh, <laughs> Just barely shy, my friend. No! All right. um, oh, it's going to be so hard for um, him to pass if that... If he, that means he rolled a 19 or an 18. I rolled an 18, yeah. Mm-hmm. That means he has to roll a 19 or a crit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, this is called a boss battle. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, Do you want to do anything with your bonus action? Um. Yeah, I am going to... Uh, let's see. Take a look. I am going to teleport back with Grana. Okay. Wait, hang on. I, let me double check something. Uh, 30 feet. I think that's too far from where I was. Let me measure that real quick. I don't think so. 30 yep, feet. it's 30 feet. Okay, just on the on the edge. Okay, yeah, I'm going to teleport back there. Okay, Grana. Oh, my goodness. Um... All right, well, now that Cornmeath is right next to me, I won't feel any worry about using this Ring of the Ram. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think I'll just use one charge right now. 13 to hit. I'm afraid not. God damn it. These rolls are Here. not on point today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm done with my turn. I missed and I didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> okay. Okay. She scoots forward one and then is going to make uh, two tentacle attacks against Koromith and one against Grana. All right. Um, first one is a uh, against Koromith is a critical failure. Sweet. Second one is an 18 to hit. Second one's on Grana or the second one's on me? On you. Uh, 18 ties. So that's right. been the trend, right? Yep. And the one against Grana is a 15 to hit. Miss. Sweet. All right. Uh, so, uh, you manage to dodge under this, but Quirmeath, you take 15 acid damage. All right. This sounds like a good time to, uh, as a reaction, I'm going to use Stone's Endurance. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to negate seven of that damage. All right. Cool. And then she's going to move back. Uh, even. Okay. Okay. Hey, that told us something. That told us the attack range. So, Grana, you need to move. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, I guess I have a couple of things that I kind of want to try, but I also really don't want Koromith to be confused anymore. Mm-hmm. Is Koromith under a spell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Koromith would also not want to be confused, but he is confused as to that one, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I... Uh, so I'm gonna cast Dispel Magic on Koromith. Okay. Um, 
that should be fine. That just goes away. Which is good, because otherwise he might have hit one of you. Yeah, oh, I yeah, I did move into that range. Good yeah. call. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I didn't know if you knew that uh, Confused would make you attack a target randomly, but... Um, they yeah, said it, but I just didn't think about it when I left the area. <laughs> Lol. Uh, well, especially like when you told me you could teleport anywhere, I was like, everyone's in range now. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's see. So that. Yeah. So was... Cormie, all of a sudden, this like sort of daze that's been over you like clears up, and you're like, no, there it is again. There's the Empress, the fake one. That was my action. So I can still move, and I think I'm gonna move like over here. Just gonna move kind of the edge of the circle. And then as a bonus action, since I get one of those, I'm going to give Koromith Bardic Inspiration. Thank you. And then I'm gonna end my turn. All right. Freshly unconfused Koromith, you're up. All right, um, so I'm going to take my first attack, and I'm going to throw my hand axe mm -hmm. from where I'm standing. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah. Cool. That's going to do a 1d6 plus 7, um, so that is a 1. Mm. Well, <laughs> eight, 8 damage. <laughs> still pretty good. All right, and I am going to... Um, oh. Damn it, I fucked up. Okay. Oh, well, uh, I'll do it next turn. I, Grana, I was going to try to restore a spell slot, but that's an action itself. And I get yeah. two attacks per action, so I'm already in my action. But next turn, I will try to do that. Dude, don't worry about it right now. I'm okay. Okay, never mind. Then I won't worry about it. All right, so uh, with Grana <laughs> hating Cormie, Cormie's going to run into battle. And so I'm going right. to close Take that gap. Take a wisdom gap. saving throw. Uh, God, I hope I pass. Save. No, that's a nat 20. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, dude. You're like, fuck you, motherfucker. I and gotta now, pop this shit again. So I fucked it up the first time, and if you want to add the, the damage back, you can. I can do Arcane Rebuke when I when I pass a saving throw is my reading of it. So now I get to do damage. But it just says when a creature forces you to make a saving throw while you are yeah, raging, nope, you can that, use your... That would apply here. Absolutely. Okay. Um, um, she's... Making you go mad by being in her presence. That's a three plus nice. a six. That's nine force damage. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, so then I can attack. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm going to attack with, uh, let's see here. Don't get shiny. I'm going to attack with Ruby Carver. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a 28 to hit. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, 1d12 plus eight plus three. It's going to be a, a, a 17 plus 3 is 20 slashing damage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not confused. And so on my bonus action, I am going to teleport back to Grana to see if I can restore her spell slot next time. That's the plan. No, I, but it's not the plan. Never mind. I still teleport there anyways. What the fuck? I mean, Just you're going to have to make the saving throw every time you enter this area for the first time. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a great idea to keep leaving it, but you do you. Yeah, I'll do me. <laughs> oh, uh, <my> Grana. <laughs> With your many okay. spell slots left, what do you want to do? Oh my goodness. Um, well, 
how tall is this room? I want to know. I'd say it's about 15 feet tall. That's not very tall. Um, no, it's more oblong. It's like you're in a big donut. Okay. I think I'll still <laughs> do unimpressed. <laughs> it's like a big donut. I guess you're right, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I think I want a wild shape. Okay. Into a giant eagle. Nice. Um, and I guess that would be my whole action. I don't think I want to move just yet. I just want to like fly up in the air like 10 feet up. Okay. And then just wait until my next turn. Cool. You're 10 feet in the air, right? Yes. All right. Well, the Empress leans forward and makes three tentacle attacks against Koromis. All right. Well. <sighs> All right. Oh, my God. Um, She rolled a 10, a 13, and a 14. Oh, oh shit. Nice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, this base is a 2, a 5, and a 6. <laughs> wow. That's so bad. That's, that's wow. atrocious. All right. Yeah, Cormies, you're like, fuck Ooh. you. I got past your fucking brain games. Don't even try me. You just jump over those tentacles and squish them to death. <laughs> All right. Well, Ooh. end of well, the Empress shifts back. The fucking the end of that turn, even. Okay. Got it cornered. So, I... Is that, does anybody, like, need health? I am at 70 of 95. Since I just wild-shaped, I'm okay right now. Dang. Oh, yeah, because you get all the temper. So I, I would say I'm good. Okay, so if everybody's good on health for the time... Yeah, at least for the next couple of rounds. Yeah, yeah for the right time now. being... I hope. Then I think you even might try and get a little tricky. All right. <laughs> when isn't he? <laughs> am I right? Am I right? If I, like, pull out my dagger of the vengeful dead and I throw it, I'm going to take damage, right? Yeah. Whether or not I'm, like, making an attack or not, I am effectively making an attack, like, mechanically. Yep, you you and uh, the Empress will pretty much take the same damage. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think that's going to be super useful here because I don't hmm. think really? she hmm. would care to pick it up. Well, I mean, like, most of her body's made of goo, so she doesn't get a lot of choice if you throw a knife in her goo, you know? Well, now, there's an interesting idea. I mean, if you're throwing it to her, like, hand, like, yeah, I mean, she's gonna be like, no. Yeah, but if she's, if it's in her goo, does it count as her holding it? <laughs> Dude, I really want to isolate this audio. <laughs> I really want that to be like my ringtone. So when I'm sitting in a coffee shop, it's just that question over and over again. <laughs> Sorry, I got to take this. I got to take this out of her goo. <laughs> This reminds me of a horrible mistake I made a little bit earlier when I was trying to find what icon I should use for the Empress. And at first I searched Goo Monster and I was like, regret. <laughs> oh no. And then I tried searching Goo Monster non-sexual. Didn't help. <laughs> oh my God. If it's in her goo, does it count? <laughs> 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> the people want out. to know, god it's damn it. It's a legitimate question. It's just, I mean, so frankly, I, it is a legitimate question, which is why it's blowing me away. <laughs> um, huh. That really makes you contemplate, doesn't it? I mean, are you asking, is she going to take the yeah. damage? Is, is then she, yes. Yes, she will. Yeah. As in, like, whenever she attacks, she will take damage. Um, as in because when you hit holder... her with it, she will take damage. Oh, then, okay. Because yeah. the creature holding it will take 1d8 plus 2 before vulnerability whenever they attack, which is why I want to clarify oh, whether or not okay. it counts as holding. Yeah, Because no. if it's just stuck in her, then she's going to take 1d8 plus 2 every time she attacks. Well, listen, all right, here, uh, Yeven, roll me a little intelligence check. Roll me a little intelligence check. Here we go. Even's thinking about it pretty hard. That's a 17. A 17? Um, I mean, here's the thing. If you throw this at her, you will be vulnerable to all types of damage for at least a round. Um, if you throw it into her, it's just going to do the knife damage. But if you throw it into a part of her that she's going to want to take the knife out, she will be holding it. Ooh, I like that setup. That's a cool setup. I I do appreciate that. It does really I, open Yeven up for a lot of bad shit, though. It <laughs> it's does. It's sort of an I give you something, you give me something kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that on contemplating it, Yeven can only imagine that this is going to cause him to take much more damage than it will overall cause her to take. So he's gonna abandon that idea. Okay. And instead, he's going to grab the bag of beans, kind of like toss it in his hand a couple times, and then just huck it so it lands right underneath her, like in the skeleton pile. Okay, the whole bag? The whole fucking bag. All right. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Great, so she's gonna make a dexterity saving throw. I bet uh, she's pretty bad at that. <laughs> well, listen, my friend, she's got a plus four to dexterity. I that know she's surprising. a goo monster, but she did roll a two. <laughs> hey, shout out to the two crew. Yep, so go ahead and roll 5d4. 5d4. Yep. All right, there they go. Doesn't look very good. I got a nine. Okay, she takes five damage because she's resistant to fire, which tells you a lot about the fireball from earlier. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, here, well, I'll tell you this. She's, uh, she's definitely, like, past bloodied. She's not near death, but she's she's past bloodied for sure. All right, hell yeah. All right, even anything else you're doing with your turn? Yeah, I should have I checked the uh, wording on the bag of beans before I did that, but... Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. okay. It doesn't so, actually do a lot of damage on its own. No, no. Just, I I was going to just I, remove I this from your inventory. Yeah, All right. I forgot <laughs> that you I forgot that you need to plant them to get the you know D. Yep. Or the D one hundred stuff. So mm -hmm. it's pretty disappointing. You know what? I'll tell you this little benefit though. It smells like a delicious chili in here now. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, like mushroom chili, which is not like a common thing, but it smells pretty good, like beans and mushrooms. Cool. I like a little bit of chili. And some goo, you know, uh, some burning flaming goo. My so favorite that kind was, of chili. 
So then I'm just going to end my turn. Okay. A disappointing one, but that's how it goes. Yeah. Gormith? Okay, so... Hmm. This is like, uh, is this a dome of branches? Yeah. So... I mean, it's pretty thickly woven. Could I conceivably go to the edge and then climb, not in one turn, Mm -hmm. climb up and over and get the drop? (laughs) And if so, would you give me an advantage? Advantage on what? Uh... I don't know, the attack roll. I mean, if you're going to be stealthy about it, sure. But you just, you running, climbing up a wall onto the ceiling and dropping down, she's not going to be like, uh-oh, he climbed up a wall. Where'd he go? Also, it sounds like that wisdom saving throw is only on the first time you enter the area. So. No, I know I know that. And so I'm already eating that crow. I thought it was going to be whenever you were within some radius of her. Uh-huh. And so that's the reason I wasn't like, you know, thinking... Jeeper so. is offended by you mentioning eating crows. <laughs> yeah, Jeeper's just there, like, Jeeper. chilling on a branch, like, Jeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. Um. <laughs> that is, that's it. That's the one word I'm going to teach Jeeper to say, other than his name. Jeeper, bitch. <laughs> Anyway, what were we doing? I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, Listen, I love the energy. I just, mechanically, I I can't give it to you. All right, But I I love the energy, my friend. I love it. Then then there's only the one thing to do, and that is just, like, run right in. Um, Uh So I'll have to make a wisdom saving throw. Not going to succeed. That is a uh, 14. So yep. that doesn't succeed. But you don't get confused. You just okay. get disadvantage on your next attack. Okay. Uh, uh, it's like this right. weird buzzing sound fills your head. Uh, so I'm going to get in there. That's going to be a 27 or a nat 20. <laughs> so uh, 27? <laughs> uh, well, or, yeah, yeah. That still yep. hits, my friend. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Um, that's going to do... Uh, let's see... Would have been cool if you could have gotten uh, those on your wisdom saving throws. Fucking tell me about it. Um, that's gonna be a six plus eight. Or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, six plus eight. Uh, so that's gonna be what? Fourteen plus three, seventeen slashing damage. Okay. Um, attack number two. Why won't you go down? It's gonna be a thirty to hit. Um, Jesus. So... Yeah. Weirdly, she just part the goo <laughs> parts, and it goes right. Yeah. Go ahead and chop her. <laughs> uh, that is going to be an 8 plus a 16 plus 3, 19, uh, 19 slashing damage. Great. She doesn't look happy. She looks pretty rough. Uh, you've cut away a significant amount of goo with these hits. Nice. Um, uh, you, you, yeah, like your your sword as you're like cutting through this is starting to hit skeletons just because like she's she's really starting to be like less and less now. All right, so I want to bring the same energy I had before because, uh-huh. like, let's mix this up. You know, like, just running in and chopping is its own thing. Um, she has, like, what appears to be a head, right? Like, can oh, I roll sure. a perce- Can yeah. I roll a perception check to, to... You don't need to roll a perception check. She has a head. Hang on. You've been talking to it. Okay. <laughs> can I roll a perception check? Or, or you just tell me, does her head look like it could... Like, there is a solid thing I can maybe grab onto if I was falling? Uh... Falling? I want to teleport on top of her head. 
and then really get the drop. No pun intended, but you like seriously. You meant that pun. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess you'll make a strength saving throw as you. Okay. Uh, are you teleporting immediately onto her shoulders, or are you teleporting up into the air and dropping down on her shoulders? I'm, I'm teleporting just above, like, you know, maybe like two, three feet above her and getting the drop on her. Okay. That's a nat 20 strength oh, check. damn it. Okay. Can I roll a strength contest and see if I get a nat 20? And Are you grappling her? No, I just wanted, I just wanted to see if it here. <laughs> it was a 12. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, listen, the the good news is you teleport onto her back. She holds you up. She doesn't fall over. Uh, right. So, like, you know, you're definitely in an interesting situation now, but she she didn't take any damage from you falling onto her. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's that was my bonus action, so I, I'm all out. Well, that was your and then movement, roll right? A, and then yes. roll a D4 okay. to see which direction you fall off of her. <laughs> no, she's strong. She's got him. Like, he, like she's taking him to Disney World. Aw, cute. I'm gonna fly in. <laughs> Look out for Cormie. I know. I'm, I'm going to the closer end. Now you can move it. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, let's see. This is only like 20 feet, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna fly in. Like 25, yeah. Just gonna fly in here. Okay. And make a wisdom saving throw. Use my mul- Oh yeah, I should do that first. Don't forget eagle stats. Yep. And I pulled up a more extensive compendium about that. Fuck. That's a nat one. Do I still get my lucky trait? Uh yeah. Okay. That is a twenty-one. Yeah, that passes. Alright, you're good. Oh thank lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I will use my multi-attack. So I don't know if that means I have to roll once yeah. for each attack. Once okay. for each. Yep. That's my that's the strength plus my proficiency. So that'll be a plus seven. Oh, shit. Um, the first one is a 22 to hit. Yep. And that'll do with my beak. It is six plus three. That's seven damage. Okay. And what kind of damage? Piercing. Piercing? Okay. So it only does four because your beak is not magical. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I strike with my talents. Uh-huh. Um, that is a 26. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, pretty good. Um, 13 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, so she takes seven slashing damage. Uh, she's looking pretty fucking bad. Cool. Um, but she is going to attempt to pull Coromith off of her back with a tentacle. She'll also use one of her attacks to uh, strike out at Grana. Sure. That's a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Yep. My AC went down as an eagle. Okay. That is 17 acid damage. Yikes. Yeah, I mean she doesn't she doesn't hit very nice. But I'm still an eagle. You're still an eagle. She's still looking terrible. She's still she's like Ah Alright. Strength contest? Yep. Alright. Uh, would that be saving throw or normal? Normal. Uh normal okay. That's gonna be a ten. <laughs> uh okay, yeah, she whap baps you off of her shoulders. And I'm guessing a, a twenty will hit. Um oh damn it. 
Uh, I should have re-rolled my strength check because of bardic inspiration, but I think I'll, I'll maybe re-roll uh, something. You have enough. advantage on saving on strength saving throws because of rage. You said it was uh, but it, well, it was a, it was a contest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoops. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But is that okay? Let me just double check. Strength checks and saving throws. Oh. Oh. Yep. Uh, shit. Well, good catch. That's a dirty twenty then. All right, she doesn't whap you off her shoulders. Yes. Thanks for. Okay, I gotta pay more attention to that. <laughs> um. Okay, so you you stay up there. Um. Did you already take damage? Um. No, take damage. Not. I did. Yeah. Okay. So she has disadvantage in trying to hit you now on her shoulders. Yes. Which is fine because I don't think she would have hit you anyway. Because she rolled a four and an eight. She just doesn't <laughs> want to hit you. You kneeled once, and she was like. Mm. He's fine. This is the guy. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. I mean, she doesn't have anything else she can really do in this situation. Y'all aren't going very mad. Uh, Yeven. Um, so Yeven's just kind of frustrated. Uh-huh. You know, he can't do like... Sexually. Sure. Yeven hasn't been able to dance for anyone for a while. Uh-huh. And so he's just going to cast, using the Wand of Magic Missiles, he's going to use six charges of these magic missiles. Fuck yeah, dude. And just kind of blast six of them out there. So that's 6d4 plus six. All right. God damn, it sounds like a Harry Potter finale. This is awesome. Yeah. Just like out there blasting. Let's see. (laughs) So that's a total of 27 damage. All right. So, Cormeth, you're on top of this thing's shoulders. You're just, like, swinging at her. This eagle is just tearing away. And even you pull out this wand of magic missiles, and you just completely empty it. You might have to roll a d20 to see if it's I did not completely empty it. I left one charge left. You almost completely empty this wand, and... The thing about magic missiles, it always hits its target. Uh, and these crash into the Empress, who uh, looks suddenly up at you, Cormeth, on her shoulders. And she looks pained for a moment. And then, uh, Cormeth, you take two falling damage as she right. just turns into a puddle. The Empress is truly dead. Ooh, and roll a perception check, the three of you. All right. I'm still an eagle. You're still an eagle. <laughs> Unless, I mean, you could change Yeven, back into a non-eagle. Yeven I- is, uh, Yeven's in the corner doing a little, like, happy dance, like a little mm-hmm. samba, like having a yeah, good time. Yikes. Rolls a two on a perception check. Got a five total. So <laughs> Yeven's just kind of, like, dancing, like, celebrating <laughs> to himself, like, I killed the empress. Wait, maybe I shouldn't be celebrating. I killed the empress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I re-roll the perception check and use the inspiration? Uh, inspiration is 1d8 additional. Oh. It is not an actual additional. Re-roll. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do that then. Uh, hey, Grana, what was your roll? Um, I, I have a question. Is it based... It does the perception check rely on sight? Yes. Okay, then I get advantage. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, 15. I luckily rolled a 1 on that d8. <laughs> so I rolled... Uh, what, it was a 5... I rolled before, so that would be a 10 plus 1, 11. No, perception, minus 1, 4 plus 1. That's a 5. 
All right. Well, uh, Yvonne and, and Cormie, you don't see anything, but I God guess it kind of matters most that uh, Grana sees it. Grana, as the Empress turns to a puddle, you turn and you look across the room because you feel eyes on you. And on the other side of the room, sort of spectral, is a figure in a white cloak who you recognize as Thrazadun, and next to him is a spectral Malrin. But this one is a lot older than the one that you wandered the labyrinth with. Uh, he smiles a little, and he waves to you, and then they turn around and they disappear. <laughs> Death I, finally took him. I weep one single eager, eagle tear. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Not the eagle tear. 76, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Grant, are you gonna stay an eagle? I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shape out of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as soon as the danger is over. Um. So as the Empress uh, has sort of disintegrated, uh, this black ooze sort of uh, fizzles out and uh, sort of sinks into the ground. Uh, these skeletons are left exposed. Uh, even and Coramith, you can probably now see that there's one that. Uh, probably there's some like acid burns on it, but you see one that uh, you might get the impression was Malrin. And behind where she was taking up all this space is this sort of round carving, uh, like, a, like a hobbit hole um, with a series of runes around it that is just sort of uh, appears to be like somebody carved it into the wall of these tree roots. Okay, I'd like to make a, an arcana or investigation check. Do you want to look at the skeletons first? As long as the door's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No. You can do this yeah, okay. in order. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to I'm going to check out these skeletons and kind of poke around in here see if there were any adventurers who made it down here and just kind of had some sweet gear and died. Okay. Um in the meantime, can Coramith post up say against the wall sit down and have a short rest? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, I got a ten on my investigation check. Okay. Uh, Even all you find on these skeletons, because they've clearly been here for a while, they uh, they've been under a big acid slime monster for many years. Uh, but you find a a black statuette of a dog. Okay. I would like to cast identify on the dog and go take a rest with everybody else. Um, you identify this as an onyx dog. Uh, so this is a figure of wondrous power. Huh. This onyx statuette of a dog can become a mastiff for up to six hours. The cool. mastiff has an intelligence of eight and can speak common. Damn, this tight as hell. <laughs> that is pretty freaking tight. So now you've got a talking dog. Uh, it also has dark <laughs> vision out to a range of 60 feet and can see invisible creatures and objects within that range. Once it's been used, it can't be used again until seven days has passed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you say dark vision or narc vision? Because I dark have vision. <laughs> Damn, I don't have a vision. Okay, listen. Listen, there's narcs. some. I'm gonna take you on some emotional roller coasters like today, but I'm not gonna put any fucking narcs in my story, man. <laughs> oh, um, no. Gobi seemed like a narc. <laughs> Listen, Gobi betrayed you and threw you into a portal to another world that would slowly corrupt everybody who lives in it, but like he wouldn't tell on you if you had drugs. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yes, yeah, <laughs> fair. Are we taking a long rest here? Like, we Just probably I, have time. Okay. 
but yeah, at the same time, does it make much sense? Like, would you just like really like like <laughs> cap some slime creature and then like, yo, let's post camp right here, bro. I feel yeah. like we should we should be yeah. getting out of here as That's soon as we fair. get like a short rest. It's just like you know chilling out, uh, uh, you know. Uh, but a long rest? No, I don't think so. Like, let's just yeah. see about getting out of here. Okay. Yeah, just a short rest. Um, and while we're in a short rest, I want to tell them about what Malrin told me that Malrin was thrown down here with the Empress at the same time and was loyal to her and. He had left our village because of a curse on our family or our home. I don't know what he was talking about, but uh, this is yet another thing I need to find out about and try to solve, so... I was loyal to her, too, and you see how she did me, but that was an imposter. I just remembered that. (laughs) Was she, though? Was that an imposter? Looked like the coins. Because from what Maureen said, it sounded like well, at least she was definitely down here. I mean, we might as well call a floof a floof. It might have been. Well, I, either way, she definitely I, wasn't I, what she once was. I kind of want to have uh, Karameth, uh roll another intelligence check to see if he's telling you, like, oh, wait, shit! <laughs> Dude, I will... And I get plus zero, and that's going to be a 19. Oh, shit. Oh, Corey, as she's saying this, it, like, fucking dawns on you that that was totally the Empress. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, well, yeah, what Maureen told me is she was pretty bad in real life. And, yeah, she got thrown down here, so. Uh. And he got thrown down here with her. Hey, hey, you know, Karmith, don't worry about it too much. I spent uh, I spent years of my life working to overthrow her and, you know, make sure that people were free from her reign. And look what it got me. I'm in the exact same place she was. So... I don't believe that Yeven has a plus four to charisma. I don't believe it. <laughs> Dude, you're literally like, like I, I, I feel like fighting you. Yeah, you're like, hey, don't feel bad about killing that person who you fought, uh, you fought for order after they, you thought that they died. I tried to kill her twice. And it never worked. So you're clearly better than me. I want to roll to grab. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I did kill her this time. I want to roll to grab even by the shirt and lift him up. All right. Make a strength check. Uh, Strength contest. I guess, no, you make a strength check. You even make a dexterity saving throw. So my strength check, my strength check is a seven. Mm. Yep. Your heart's not in it. You just had a big realization. Yeah, what's Yeven's dex save? I got a natural 20. All right, yeah. Your heart's not in it. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, uh, okay, here, let me, uh... If you want to relive the times in the war, let me know. I'll show you exactly what it was about. Don't forget that we weren't on the same side. And I saw plenty of men die because of people like you. Uh, fair enough, I guess. If you want to end this on the field, let me know. I'd be happy to take you up on it. Guys, guys, we're on the same side here. We have the same enemies. He never has been. He was against me in the wars. He brought Gobi into this. He's never been a part of our side. Well, Yeah, bro, I'm sorry. You started some shit. You really shouldn't have gone here. 
Like, <laughs> hey, by the way, remember those two times I fought against you in the wars? Uh, that didn't happen in the wars. The wars no, happened but, after the queen fell. Well, yeah, yeah, but you've multiple times said that you were the one who helped make that happen. It's uh, that's true. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know what I was what I was uh, getting myself into. I had been. Uh, I had been confused and brainwashed, and I'm slowly realizing <laughs> that I'm waking up to the world. And you know, Coromith, uh, you're absolutely right. I have no place to to speak about that, and I apologize for my crass humor. I've got nothing to say. We're gonna leave it at an awkward silence. We're on the I don't same have any NPCs, so I can't intervene. <laughs> We're on the same side here now, so I think Even's trying to do better. And we need to help him be better, Cormeth. Three words, Gobi, Water Walker. We all fell for Gobi, okay? <laughs> Technically, that's just two words, but anyway. That was the point. That's why I said Water I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna look at this door? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, Yevon's gonna get up and go investigate the door. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll an investigation check, I guess. Investigation. That's a 17. Investigation. Good roll, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay. And I got a dirty 20. Nice. And I am not investigating. Yeah, fair. Um, Grana and Yeven, you sort of look over this uh, inscribed part of the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, there's, there's like a, a divot, but it doesn't seem quite like a door. It's almost like this has been sealed. Uh, and there is writing around this door, but uh, you don't immediately say see a way to open it. Can I read the writing? I was going to ask the same thing. Um, I, Let me just check y'all's languages. I don't think you can. Oh, wait, no, I take it back. Uh, Yeevan, yeah. Dank. This is written in Celestial. Neat. Um, you see it written out here. Uh, it says, and it's it's got kind of strange grammar because celestial is uh, a, an odd language, but it it says something along the lines of a door sealed on only one side, opened on the other. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I I, I tell them I, I tell everybody what it says. Like I re- I read it out loud and and. Uh, I am very confused on how we would open this. If it says it, if it says it opens on the other and it's sealed on, sealed if it's on sealed on one side and opens on the other, then we're probably on the side that it seals on, right? That's what I guess. Hey, Cormies, can you push on this door? See if it opens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yes, I, I guess I'll. I guess I'll try. Like my heart's still not in it. Uh, you want me to roll strength? Yep. Seven. Yeah. No. Uh, this is uh, like pushing up against a big old hundred foot thick tree limb. Can't be done. Hmm. Are we stuck here forever? Even can read it. Even can open it. Uh, uh, maybe uh, that divot that you mentioned. Can I like? 
Can I like... I have an idea. Oh, yeah? Go ahead. Can I try casting Dispel Magic? Sure. Is there... Yeah, is it being held closed by a magical, magical thing? Um... Uh, you you cast Dispel Magic, um, and, and nothing really happens. Damn it. Used it's up a spell held. slot for nothing. Uh, it's not being held closed by a spell. Okay. Opens <sighs> on the other. I what wonder... Were you, what were you thinking, even? I wonder if side here doesn't mean, like, physical side of the door, but maybe, like, different planes? Uh, Wait, you mentioned that divot, though. I did mention. I did mention the divot. Uh, can I can I check out this divot? Does it look like a like a key would go in here, or like I could uh, fit a hand a, in there? This is a divot, as in like uh, it's like a, a nickel deep carving kind of divot. So this <laughs> is a circle in the in the wall. Like again, like this is carved in just very deeply. Hmm. I'm gonna stick a finger in there. Nothing happens. <laughs> Darn it. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know, I kind of thought I kind of thought about doing that same thing, like uh, when we were at the the tree. Yeah. You guys remember never, the puzzle at the tree? Yeah. Yeah. With that one, we just used some magic on it, and it opened. Um, but clearly, that doesn't seem to work here because I just used this spell magic. Um, and I want to go, if I can, um, be, okay, so, so let, let me be up front. I, like, I heard this kind of stuff and I've seen this kind of stuff happen and I want to, I want to come up with a situation where I discover that I can refill a spell slot if possible. Sure. And I'm going to go pat Grana on the back and I'm going to tell her nice try, but I'm going to feel something weird. And it's, <laughs> and and it's it love. Ooh. Aw. <laughs> Dude, Gron's too old for me. Like, bro, it's unnaturally old. Like, Gron is a corpse. Hey, hey, like, listen. And there's all kinds young. of love. There's all kinds of love out there. Um. So, uh, as an action, I can touch a creature and roll 1d4. Um, uh, Grana, what level spell slot was Dispel Magic? Third. Third? All right. I rolled a third. Hey, Nice. nice. I rolled a three. So, um, yeah, I guess that would restore a third level spell slot for you. Cool. Okay. Thanks. And, and I am surprised. Now I know where that came. Now I know where that comes from. Yes. Nice. Is there anything else in this area? Like, is there, did the way behind us, like back into the labyrinth close? It's not closed. Um, but I will tell you as the DM that you are capable of opening this door with what you have with you right now. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Describe the door again. <laughs> so it's it looks almost like it's a carving into this root that has uh, a, a large circle that each of you would be able to pass through that represents the door, uh, like the door of like a, a hobbit hole in Lord of the Rings. Uh, and uh, around that, as part of like the circular door frame, is this uh, celestial writing that tells you that it's sealed on one it's side and side. opens on the other. Yeah. So then there has to be a way to open it from the other side, but from where we are. Does anybody have uh, like hand, what's the hand spell? Magic hand, magic? 
Magic hands. Mage hand. Mage hand. <laughs> magic hands. Me, magic hands. I have it's druid. me, magic hands. I have druid craft, but that's... Yeah, I think mage hand is like a more of a wizard thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there any equipment that I think we could use? I'm not good at puzzles. Can I ask Jeeper to like fly up and and like take a peek and see if there's like anything on the other side? Uh, fly up where? We're in a. Does this circular room have a lid? Yes. Uh, I mean, there's not like a way out through these roots. It's enclosed entirely. Oh, okay. Um, but you can you can see if Jeeper has any ideas. I mean, he's found a portal to fly to you before. That's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Jeeper like. Hey, bud, we're looking for a way out of here. You got anything? Ah, ah, ah. Bitch! Uh, roll an animal handling check. Uh, I got an 11 plus 5 is 16. Okay. Um, Jeeper uh, flies up, sort of, like, grabs his way onto the side of this tree and, like, sort of walks around a little bit and then flies over to Even's backpack. Tree and the I told back. you, Even can read it. He can get us out of here. Uh, okay. So I look through my backpack and I start listing things that I think would help. <laughs> I have the flute of the friend, which I, I mean, like maybe could help us here. I have a seventh, I have a spell scroll for a seventh level spell. Disguise kit. I have a loot. Disguise kit, you tricked the door into thinking you're somebody else. Scrap yeah, it sounded like disguised kid, like this is not your kid, this is my kid. Oh, um, right. Can I, can I, like, this, like, divot in the door? If I, like, tried to carve, like, a doorknob, no, nope, can't carve it. No, no, like, I, no, no, not, not the door, but like, I like, try and carve, like, a branch or something that I, like, break off into a doorknob and, like, does it look like there's anything in there that would turn? Nope. Okay. This is sealed on this side. I stuck a finger in, okay? Yeah. <laughs> can I go pretty much a branch. Can I go check out, like, what... Can I get up to whatever thing... Like, the, the part of the tree that that Jeeper, like, went up to? I mean, he just looked at... He just looked at the door. Oh, he just looked at the door and then looked at my backpack? So there's okay. something in your backpack. Yeah. So I guess let's just list them all out and see if anybody else has any ideas. I have a ring of spell turning. What does that do? Uh, it advantage gives on me advantage throws. on saving throws if okay. a if something is targeting only me. Okay. I have a rod of resurrection. I have the okay. dagger of the vengeful dead. Try stabbing the door with it. <laughs> Lol. Um, that'll do damage to me. I'm open to that, but maybe as a last resort. I have the flute of the friend. What's that? It's Yo. the thing that we got from the Tharsdun, the god of death. Right. Are you going to befriend the door? And no, then it's, it's going to open? That's how it works. If you okay. play this flute in an yeah. hour of need, a true friend will appear to help you. And it has three uses. I would say this is an hour of need. Yeah, no, I I like that. Okay. I pull out the flute of the friend and I 
I kind of like noodle around on it for a second just to see like kind of get the feel of how it plays and then I like try and like play something on the flute of the friend. Okay. Uh, this music sort of echoes around this room for a moment and then dies out when you stop playing and there's silence. And then your eyes all start to hurt as at the bottom base of this circular door, a light starts to shoot out and the light goes all the way around this doorway and your eyes are almost blinded for a moment as you see light for the first time in a long time. And this door opens up and you hear a familiar voice go, Yevon, Gormith, Grana? The mother tree told me I could find you in here. Grana? I'm get you out of there. Uh, that you, nope. uh, you see Grandpa Gang? Amphibian figure of Grandpa Gang. Grandpa oh, Gang. Oh my Shit. god. Gang. Uh, he's bathed in this light behind him where you see the bog. Uh, this, uh, this limb that is in the Underdark is simultaneously in the bog. Wow. And he Touches reaches all out planes. to you. And he, you, the three of you uh, sort of step forward. And there's a, there's a moment where time sort of slows down as you walk through this. And Grana and Koromith, you hear some music and it sort of surrounds you. Uh, it sounds familiar. It sounds comfortable. It sounds nice. But even this is not the song that you hear. Uh, you hear something else you hear a different song playing. And it's one that you heard before. Last time you were in the bog. It's not extremely different, but it's it's different. And to you, this also sounds like something nice and familiar, but also lost. And then the three of you are pulled into the material plane once again. You have exited and completed the Underdark. The Underdark. That's fucking tight. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's that's fun. Uh, And Gag looks at you and says, What what the hell happened to you? Oh god, Gag, it's so good to see you, but it's such a long story. Gag, you're still here? Well, I mean, yeah. You told you told me to to keep this place safe. I don't know. What, come back to the village. We'll we'll get you some some soup and some rest, and you can you can tell me how you ended up here. I just thought you might have you know died by now. <laughs> nope, actually doing pretty good, if I do say so myself. Uh, and he takes you back to this bullywog village that you haven't been to in a while, and. He gives you food and a place to rest. The other, uh, some of the other bullywogs sort of like look at you, and uh, some of them like wave and say hi to you because they remember you from when you helped uh, get rid of these goblin invaders uh, months and months and months ago. Sure. Uh, and y'all can take a, take yourselves a long rest. Yes, finally. And yeah. 
when you wake up, you are fully restored instead of having a little bit of damage. Yes. Do I get my regular wisdom score back? <laughs> and your wisdom scores go back to normal. I'll fix those for y'all. So, uh, yeah, y'all wake up in this peaceful uh, Bullywog village. It seems like it's really prospered since you last saw it uh, months ago. This place is better built up now. They've got some more infrastructure. It's clear that they are sort of better protected. Uh, when you left, uh, you sort of you you told Gag to keep this place safe, and he's done a really excellent job of it. Uh, Gag looks pretty fucking hardy he looks like he's like really Sweet. been studying hard for this uh he's in the prime of his life he really like listen grandpa is is fucking ready for action um and uh god it would have been smart to put in like a bully wog um into my thing so you could i mean you're not gonna fight him but if you could like see him um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, he, he approaches the three of you and goes, well, how, how'd you sleep? Fantastic. That was probably the best sleep I've had in a long time. The Underdark sure is not, you know, I, I mean, it's dark, but it's not exactly perfect for sleeping conditions. Well, with all the monsters and abominations around. Gig. <laughs> yeah, he just sort of nods like, uh-huh. Yeah, he says, well, after you uh, after you left, I uh, I started training real hard with the other bullywogs, and uh, you know I've always had a close connection with the with the mother tree, so became a I guess a sort of a, a paladin of sorts, if you want to call it that. Wow, that's amazing and wonderful. Good for you. I'd love to see the training you've done. We should go down to the training pitch, and I'll challenge one of your best. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, how about you challenge me? If you want. <laughs> All right, let's do it. This is definitely what the DM had planned and not <laughs> something that they have to go find something for now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just talking like wooden weapons. Like, like, yeah, let's just let's have a training training pitch duel. All right. Should, yeah. I always gotta... plan for a fight when it comes to. Oh, court. listen, <laughs> I'm already ready. I've got the sheet up. I'm prepared. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll initiative, I guess. Uh, right. is this, just, this is just Cormeath against Kate. Yep. That'd be really yep. unfair yeah. otherwise. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see where he's at. Oh, I got advantage. So it's a four or a 14. I'm going to go with 14. 
All right, he got a 13, so oh. you go first. Um, okay, so I, I guess it's a little – what I want to do is like wooden weapons and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, okay. I'll just give y'all both a couple of spears. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, what, whatever like practice equipment is around. Yeah, I'll give you each of you a quarter staff real quick. I start there. I start okay. twerking on the sideline, and I'm like, Koromi, Koromi. Okay, roll a performance check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing you proud, bud. I got a 22. Nice. Yeah, you nice. nice. <laughs> All right, Koromi, go ahead. All right. Okay, let's let's see what you got. And I'm gonna. That's gonna be a 22 to hit. Yep. All right. 1d6 plus 5, but, like, can I make that foe damage? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to no, actually for hurt sure. dude. For sure. Okay. Like, all of the damage that is going to take place here is going to be uh, not true damage. Okay, cool. cool like, you'll cool. just go back up to 95 when you're done. That's a 1, so it's 6 damage. <laughs> all right. He goes, oh, yeah, I remembered you were tough. Uh, and he's going to swing at you. That is a 17 to hit doesn't all right so he he uh swings and he dodge out of the way uh and he goes uh i mean you only took one hit but he's gonna take both his attacks oh shit yep um but i'm he, not in a rage so he misses yeah I, uh okay um yeah I, I think let me double check something i only get two attacks if i'm in a rage and this wouldn't be a reason to go into a rage uh that's not true you have two attacks per action I do. Yep. No, it's just straight up right there. Okay. Yep. All right. Ooh, that was close. I see you have got a little better. And that's going to be a 24 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be three plus five, eight damage. Okay. Uh, he swings out at you. Uh, that is uh, a 25 to hit and a nat 20. <laughs> Oh, damn. Yep. And yeah, of course. So yeah. he goes, yeah. So he looks at you and he goes, yep. Well, guess I'm a little bit rusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he does. Oh, my God. He rolled three ones. <laughs> oh, no. Six damage. Ooh. So he like he's fucking tapping you. He's like, bup, bup, bup. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's nine damage. OK. Um, and your turn. All right. Uh, so heads up, this time I'm, I'm gonna attack twice. Um, try to get him with the, with the one, two, like bop, bop, left, right. Um, that's gonna be a ten plus not nineteen to hit. Yep. All right, and that's gonna be four and five. It's gonna be nine damage. Okay. And then and then the the return on the other side. Oop. It's gonna be a four plus nine, thirteen to hit. Probably doesn't. Okay. All right. Good dodge. Yeah, he he like he like hops up on his frog legs and goes over your attack. Um, Excellent. That's an eighteen. Yes. Okay, and the other one does not hit, um, okay. but he does do six more damage. Okay, so it's fifteen total. Mm-hmm. All right, you gotta get lead a little more with the elbow. Put your elbow towards your your attacker. Bring it right in, and you're bound to hit. And so I'm going to swing, and that's going to be a 24 to hit. Uh-huh. And that's going to be uh, 8 damage. Okay. And a uh, 26 to hit, mm-hmm. and um, 9 damage. Okay. Uh, he looks a little bit winded, but he keeps going. Oh, man. Yes. 
Uh, that's two 22s to hit. Oh, shit. Both of Yeah, of course. That time is... 16 damage total. Ooh, that's okay. That's double what I that's double what I've taken. So that's 32 total damage I've taken. Ooh, I see you have been learning. Like keep it up. And that's gonna be an 18 to hit. Uh that just hits. Oh oof. Um, and that's gonna be four and five, nine damage. Okay. Um, and that's a uh 28 to hit. Uh yeah, yeah uh and so that's a six and five, that's eleven damage. I've been working on it a little myself. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, he swings. That's a nat 20 and a critical oh. failure. <laughs> so he uh, he misses once, but then he, he like swings and you dodge under it, but then he like hits you with the back end of it under the chin. Uh, that is uh, 14 damage. Ooh, all right. That was a good hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Your turn. Uh, okay, that's a uh, 26 mm-hmm. and uh, 13. Oh, second one doesn't hit. Uh, okay. Uh, so the first one is a two and five, seven damage. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that one's not going to hit, but the other one is, uh, an 18. Yep. Okay. Uh, so he's going to do... Uh, seven more damage. Ooh. Damn, he's, he's doing some good stuff. I see you have been working, but let's see if you've got what it takes to finish it. Uh, that's a 19. That'll hit. All right. And that is four and five. That's nine damage. Okay. And the other side of that is a 20, uh, yeah, 26, nine okay. and 17. And that's going to be one plus five, six damage. <laughs> okay. He's still up. Uh, he's, he looks like he's about at the end of his rope, but he's still up. He's like, I'm not going down to them down. Um, that's another nat 20 and a 19 uh, to hit. Fuck Jesus. that, yeah, bo- of course, yeah. Listen, Both. I don't know if you remember, but Gag fucking rolls these 20s, and I can't explain it with science. It's just <laughs> the dice tell a story. <laughs> that's, I'm glad you're oh getting all the nat 20s now, rather than during that boss fight. <laughs> he does... 23 damage. Oh, dude. He goes, I think that's my last, but I wanted to really get you with that one. <laughs> How's Coromith yeah. looking health-wise? Um, you want to know? <laughs> yeah, I do want to know. I got 19 out of 95 left. Ooh, Gag's yeah. doing some work. Yeah, no, Gag is doing some work, dude. <laughs> Right. So I'm I'm gonna give it my last gasp as well. Um, I don't think I've got anything past this either. Um, you may not have anything after this, and I may not either. Have at you. And so I'm gonna roll what I got. That's gonna be a twelve to hit. No, he dodges. And um, eight and nine is seventeen. That just hits his armor class. Oh, Holy my shit! God. You almost okay. missed him. And that's going to be you. You take him damage. down. He has okay. two hit oh. points left. Oh. Uh, and he what goes, a good oh. battle. All right. I give. I give. I'm still. Uh, I'm still no. No. Uh, I'm still no Gormit. But I figure I've learned a few things since you last came in here and taught me. <laughs> and I feel like I learned a couple of things in the last minute or so. 
<laughs> You've been doing a lot of work. He pats you on the back. For yeah, one I, damage. I, no, just kidding. I, I, want, I, want, like, I want the uh, the two two hands grabbing meme to be yeah. uh, Grandpa Gag and I. Hell yeah. Great the work. predator handshake. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like, dude, he, Grandpa Gay's been doing awesome work. He almost took me down. Uh, yeah. Damn. Like, if you had, if you'd gotten one less on that roll, I think he might have beaten you. It, it, it was entirely possible. Yep, it was entirely possible. And he's only got 84 hit points, so. <laughs> do, I, uh, do you want me to just heal myself up to 95? Or yeah, just go do you want some time to, to go by? 95, no. Okay. No, you're totally fine. And, yeah, you, you two uh, sort of, like, Camaraderie walk over to the other two again, uh, and uh, Geg says, "Sorry, Grana, but hopefully it was a good show." <laughs> oh, it absolutely was. I- I'm just here, like I, I, I was just here, all in good fun. <laughs> he almost had me in that. Yeah, he sure did. That was a close one. <laughs> he does a thumbs up. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um. The uh, a little bit later, uh, he he like brings y'all some uh, some chicken and uh, uh, some beans, and you're all eating uh, dinner over a fire. And he he sort of pauses. You know, y'all have been uh, talking, and he says, "You know, I uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, and uh, you know the the village seems pretty safe here, but you know I I spent a lot of years sort of being afraid, and I." I kind of want to do something with my life, you know? And I was wondering if, you know, if you'll have me, like, if I could maybe uh, tag along with y'all for a bit. I could use a warrior like you. Uh, well, well, the, hang on. I'm, Gag, I do trust you. It's just like the last person that joined our party from this area turned out to be a big traitor. So I will. I will say one thing. Uh, you did summon Gag with the flute of the friend, which we'll only call a true friend. Oh, okay. And okay. as far which as I'm concerned, <laughs> part of the reason why I put that flute in there, so y'all wouldn't have to be extremely suspicious with everyone, just most people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as, as far as Cormeet is concerned, he's 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 you know meted himself on the battlefield. Like, yep, I I absolutely trust him. Because he's a capable warrior. Sure. sure. Gobi wasn't. Gobi was not a capable warrior at all. <laughs> no, he was not. No, he uh, was not. Yeven, what's your input? Yeven uh, uh, just smiles and looks at Gag and says, uh, you know, Gag, I don't think I'd have it any other way. He, well, uh, he pats wanted, you on the back. I want to <laughs> know, will will the people of this village be okay? Like, the stone oh, fist yeah. is still everywhere, so... Yeah, I've got a deputy who I've I've trained up pretty good. Uh, we we have a regular patrol to make sure there's not goblins in here. And, you know, I don't suspect I'll be gone. Well, you know, you never know what can happen out there. But I, I'm just one old fart. And if Gang's deputy is anywhere close to as good as he is, he can give as good as he gets. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other sure. the other benefit is if you if y'all do choose to bring Gampa Gag with him, Gampa, uh, Grandpa Gag with you is uh, he is a paladin, so he is a healer. That's nice. Yeah. I would like to maybe trade out some of my healing spells for other things. How long have we been gone? When did you leave? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> no, that's a good question that I should have thought about before this moment. Um, about six hours. Yeah, I just uh, saw you two weeks ago. Well, no, it, it has been uh, months and months of their time as well. Uh, but there was plenty of time where you weren't in the Underdark. You've been in the Underdark for about two weeks of like live action time. Um, as far as the time that was passing up here, you have been gone for uh, about a week and a half. Okay. So things were moved. So the there's it's it was slightly slower, uh, but you've you've still been gone. So then uh, Gag says, "Well then, uh, great. Uh, well, uh, where are we headed?" Oh man, that's a good question. We've got a score to settle. We got a score to settle. We also still have to prevent the assassination of the Dwarf King. That seems like maybe it should. You know, it seems like a score could be settled anytime, but if the if a king's gonna get us maybe we should do that. I know I'm new to the group, so maybe <laughs> I don't get a vote, but that seems kind of important. The the dwarf the, the dwarf king? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's two birds, one scone. Yeah, so we should probably head for <laughs> don't know what to say. About. I don't know, the, the, <laughs> the dwarven fortress to find the uh, king and warn him at least. Yeah. Should and maybe we'll find the show, Shota or Kelroth or Shota. someone. Oh. I don't. I can't keep these names straight. Should so. we inform the Bolatot that we've returned? At do once. We wa- do we want to? Oh, at once. Okay. I uh, break out some stationery and I write a little Jeeper. note and I give it to Jeeper and I make sure to include in the note that we are headed to. The uh, Thoradine, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, close enough, Thoradine. I guess. Yeah. Thoradine, and I send the, I tie it up to uh, Jeeper, and I say, "All right, Jeeper, go find Gronley and uh, deliver this message to, uh, to him." And I'm gonna yell after Jeeper, Jeeper, tell Gronley I won a flex off of the Cyclops. <laughs> Jeeper just screams back, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cormeth, I don't know if uh, Gronley can deliver on that one, but you can try. He can't deliver on a flex off. We've done that before, (laughs) but I can. (laughs) You send Jeeper off to go find and inform the Bolotot that you have returned. Um, and then, uh, Gag invites you to sleep another night here, uh, before taking off in the morning. Uh, although uh, you might want to resolve one thing. Uh, you don't know where your vehicle is. Yeah. Somebody needs to yell that. I'm just going to say yeehaw. And I expect it'll be here in the morning. (laughs) I, yo, I got to admit, it's one of the first things I wanted to say as soon as we got back to the material plane was yeehaw. And like, see if it came in just like from a random direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did consider having it just sort of like crash into you when you reappeared because it's been trying to find you for a long time. We called for it down in the underdark. Yep, we sure did. Uh, which means it's probably actually pretty close by. Um, as far as like, it's not on the other side of the country, but it is. It, it's gonna take a little bit to get to you for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yes, but you you all go to sleep. Very early in the morning, you hear uh, some crashes and a bit of commotion as your <laughs> boat comes barreling through town to find you. Hell yeah. 
you see there's like uh you see it's got it's a bit of an interesting sight there's like a little bit of like food on it like where you you surmise people have been like throwing things at it as it just like has been crashing through the countryside (laughs) looking for you Please tell me there are no blood splatters on it. <laughs> There's no blood splatters, but there is some tomato look looks suspicious for a bit, but it's just okay. tomato. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I, I, I didn't want to kill anyone on the way here, so. No, no. Uh, Dude, yeah, can you imagine just like there's like a fucking new, like a new hut of just like sticks. They're like, oh my God, we're new parents. This is amazing. And just also, she's like, yeah, boom. Like, just fucking flattens everybody. <laughs> fucking bones everywhere. Baby bones splashing out, you know? Splashing. All, all because we wanted to see if we could get a hold of it. Gag, you'll never believe who we named this ship after. Oh, uh, who? The mother it's tree? You. It's you. Oh, <laughs> that's going to get a little confusing. It will. <laughs> Only one of the best warriors with us when we attacked the goblin squad and took back the mother tree. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. I don't talk to the ship very much, so it should should be pretty clear when I'm talking to you. Worst case, you can call me Grandpa Gig, too. No, (laughs) no, the ship is two. You're the the number one. (laughs) If you insist, he hops up on the ship. Hell yeah. Get up there. Assume your post. Y'all, uh, Gag hops back down. He says goodbye to some folks. Uh, they, they give him uh, a little bit of a tearful farewell, but they, you know, they wave him off and wave you all off well. They give you, you know, plenty of like food and, uh, stuff like that that I don't make you actually think about. Uh, <laughs> and you head off into the mountains. Uh, and it takes a it takes a few days, uh, as we've sort of established. You have to go back down and around because there's not a really great way in from the bog. Uh, so you you travel through this bog for a little while, and you pull around into the Melonheim and then up into the mountains. Uh, over the course of a couple of days, you know, Gag is sort of catching you up on all the stuff that has happened in the bog since you left that he didn't get to uh, the couple nights before. Um, and then you, Cormith, uh, go ahead and, and roll a survival check, I guess, I was, with advantage, because I feel like you'd know your way around here. I was, I was about to ask, like, as we get into the mountains, like, am, am I becoming more familiar with where we're at? Um, all right, so survival check with advantage, a six or a 15, so I'm going to go with 15. Okay. Um, you, I, I see that you've raised your hand, even, uh, so I'll come back to that. I'm not quite sure why, but I see you. Um, Cormith, <laughs> you, uh, as, as the ship is sort of, uh, coming up here, you know, you're sort of sitting in the front of it, and you start to recognize some of these mountains, and, uh, honestly, you probably get a little bit excited because you have never actually been to Forodine. Like, this is, this is a big deal. Goliaths don't really ever go there you didn't you got to be camped around here you trained in this area but you never got to go within Forodine. so this is exciting okay. this is the largest mountain in all of Drim. uh you know you, the goliaths have a lot of respect for the mountains around here yep. um and uh you you sort of uh begin your approach and you pretty soon uh you uh sort of guide uh, Grana to steer the ship into these more familiar areas where you uh, trained uh, these sort of flattened out plateaus where there are uh, these sort of barracks that uh, don't seem super active. You, you, There's definitely people living there, but they're not 
necessarily actively training. Uh, and you approach just this massive mountain. Uh, Yeevan and Grana, I can't think of any reason that you all would have ever been up by this mountain. I mean, you've certainly seen this thing at a distance because you can see it um, almost anywhere on the continent. It is big. The air is thin. Uh, You're sort of in this magical roadway that allows you to have a bit better breathing, although I'm sure Cormeath would probably still be fine. And you, you pull up to this massive gate where there are two dwarves in uh, these sort of heavy winter clothes and uh, holding two uh, halberds uh, standing out front. Um, if I have trained here, do I recognize these dwarves? Hmm. I guess roll a history check. Sure. Um, what do I get? History? Plus zero, 17. Okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't plan on it, but yeah, you you recognize one of these guards as uh, Henlo, who uh, you weren't super familiar with, but you you certainly saw him around. Uh, you tended to hang out with Gromley's crew, but you're you're familiar. I just remembered even that you raised your hand. What? Oh, I uh, I found my uh, my solution. I was going to ask. Because uh, I didn't remember what the recharge rate was on the magic missiles wand, but I found it, so yep. it's fully recharged now. Yeah, it's been a while, so yeah, yeah. You uh, you see a name I definitely didn't make up and then immediately forget. Hen- Henlo. 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 Yeah, you see yep. Henlo. Henlo, it's Gormeth. How are you? Uh, Henlo, uh, like pulls up their like face shield. Uh, and they go, Carmeth. Wow, it's uh, it's been a minute. What are you, what are you doing at the capital? I'm back. I'm ready to finish this. Um, <laughs> fi- that sounds finish- very threatening. <laughs> yeah, finish what? <laughs> I'm gonna stop an assassination. What? And they, then we'll see what happens. The guards, both of the guards look really surprised because if you remember, you chased after a phantom that was a fake king. Uh, you have not actually been to this capital to tell them that their king was in danger. So this is news to them. Uh, uh, okay. Um, well, um, the king's in danger, I've been told. I'm going to find the problem. I have a certain set of skills. Skills that may be a problem for men like that. And I'm going to end yeah. this. God damn it. <laughs> um, Henlo and the other guard uh, sort of murmur to each other and then go over to uh, a sort of window where uh, what looks like maybe a higher ranking person is. Uh, and Henlo turns back to you and says, well, um, that's a little unusual. Uh, we can take you in to see the king. Uh, you're going to have to leave your weapons here uh, and we'll see sort of what he says about that uh and we'll uh we'll get it figured out yeah henlo what are the good weapons you've seen recently i've been uh, oh. i've been really struggling to find some good weapon makers like the people like you oh man uh well that was a little bit weirdly racially charged but i did of course it was <laughs> i did see uh i mean that's why henlo said it and not the dm um <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Nor is Hen, though, frankly. But he's going. To, uh, they're going to comment on it. Um, and especially wear dwarf here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say, well, but uh, like I did. There's, there's, there's this person downstairs who 
who does maces. Oh, oh my God, you've never seen a mace like this. It's, uh, and the other guard uh, sort of like bumps them. <laughs> They're like, right, uh, come this way. I'll lead you in and then we'll collect your weapons and you can speak to the king. Maces, I understand. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the four of you hop down out of the grandpa gag and make your way into the dwarven stronghold. And that's where we're going to stop for today. All right. Cool. Let it be known that Yevon is not pleased that his weapons were taken away. Yeah, I'm a little nervous I mean, about that. Technically, you're not inside, so they haven't taken them away quite yet. We're going to act I'll, that scene out. Yeah, I trust Henlo. I've known Henlo. We're good to go, bro. Come on.